This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Powered by Clear Vision Development Group, this is Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast. Each week, we'll provide you with top business insights, fresh perspectives from world-class guests, and the tools you need to lead better than before. And now, here's your host, author and business coach, Tony Richards. Hi, everybody. Tony Richards, Master Coach here on the C-Suite Radio Network with another weekly episode of your podcast, Better Than Before. Coming up on the show today, I'm going to review the National Days for Celebration coming up this week. An amazing singer died this past week that I had a personal encounter with. And this coming week has a lot of major earnings announcements that will give us more insights on the current direction of the economy. An iconic figure has movie mania going on, along with a scientist that changed everyday life and history. And is Threads a dud? And finally, I will visit another piece of the Clear Vision Leadership Dashboard Coaching Tool. That's all coming up. On today's program, let us begin with a look at the National Days for this coming week. Starting today on July 25th, it's National Wine and Cheese Day. It's National Hire a Veteran Day. Please do that. It's National Hot Fudge Sunday Day today, National Merry-Go-Round Day, and National Thread the Needle Day. On Wednesday, July 26th, it's National Bagel Fest National Coffee Milkshake Day, interesting combination, National All or Nothing Day, National Disability Independence Day, and National Aunt and Uncle's Day. Thursday, July 27th is National Korean War Veterans Armistice Day. Don't forget our Korean War vets. We've lost almost all of our World War II vets, so be extra special nice to the Korean War veterans. National Scotch Day on uh, Thursday. I get a really good friend that'll be glad to hear that. Not that every isn't National Scotch Day for him. National Refreshment Day, National Creme Boulet Day, National Intern Day, National New Jersey Day, National Chili Dog Day. Ooh, I'll have to remember that. Nothing like a good chili dog for lunch. National Love is Kind Day. Friday, July 28th is World Conservation Day, World Hepatitis Day, National Water Park Day. Nice day to take the kids to the water park. National Get Gnarly Day. National Talk in an Elevator Day. Buffalo Soldiers Day. National Milk Chocolate Day. And National System Administrator Appreciation Day. On Saturday, July 29th, it's International Tiger Day. National Lipstick Day. It's National Chicken Wing Day. National Lasagna Day. 
all the Missouri fans here in Columbia and the state of Missouri should be celebrating International Tiger Day on Saturday. On Sunday, July 30th, it's National Climb a Mountain Day for all you mountain scalers. World Day Against Trafficking in Person Day. Human trafficking. That's a weird way to say it, but it's a day against human trafficking. It's World Day Against Trafficking in Persons. So we're definitely against human trafficking. Just a strange way to use the words in that order. International Day of Friendship, National Whistleblower Day, National Father-in-Law Day, and National Cheesecake Day. And Monday, the last day of July, is July 31st, World Ranger Day, National Avocado Day, National Mutt Day, for all the poor dogs that are described as mutts. And it's National Raspberry Cake Day on Monday, July 31st, which wraps up July And we will be having a whole nother list of holidays for August coming up. Can you believe July only has one last week left? Oh, man, that's crazy. Well, this past week, we lost Tony Bennett, who was a fantastic singer, real name Anthony Dominic Benedetto. And he was born on August the 3rd. He almost made it to 97. August 3rd, 1926, he passed away on the 21st of July, just this past Friday. And I was so sad to hear the news. I was on a cruise ship back in 1998, and Tony Bennett was on the same cruise ship, not performing. He was just on there as a traveler, just a tremendously nice fellow. I had a great conversation with him. He won 20 Grammy Awards. He won a Lifetime Achievement Award two primetime Emmy Awards. He was an NEA Jazz Master and a Kennedy Center honoree. He also founded the Frank Sinatra School of the Arts in Astoria, Queens, New York. He sold more than 50 million records worldwide and earned a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He started out singing at a very early age. He was a World War II veteran. He was a U.S. Army infantryman in the European theater. And then he really, after he got out of the war, he began really working on his singing technique. He signed with Columbia Records, had his first number one popular song with Because of You in 1951. He had several popular tracks, such as Rags to Riches in 1953. In the late 1950s, he released albums like The Beat of My Heart, Basie Swings, Bennett Sings. In 1962, he recorded his signature song, I left my heart in San Francisco. His career and personal life experienced an extended downturn during the height of the rock music era, and he staged a comeback in the late 1980s and 1990s, putting out gold record albums again and expanding his reach to the MTV generation while keeping his musical style intact. Throughout his lifetime, he sang several duets and organized concerts with many acclaimed American and foreign singers, including Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Connie Francis, Amy Winehouse he worked with, and he created a lot of popular and critically praised work into the 21st century. He attracted renewed acclaim late in his career for his collaboration with Lady Gaga, which began with the album Cheek to Cheek in 2014. The two performers toured together to promote the album throughout 14 and 15, and with the release of the duo's second album, Love for Sale, in 2021. 
Bennett broke the individual record for the longest run of a top 10 album on the Billboard 200 chart for any living artist. His first top 10 record was I Left My Heart in San Francisco. And he also broke the Guinness World Record for the oldest person to release an album of new material at the age of 95 years and 60 days. Just a tremendous, tremendous career, a wonderful life. And thank you so much to Tony Bennett for all your contribution to our lives with your artistic ability. Just fantastic. This week, we got some busy earnings schedule. Alphabet, Microsoft, Coca-Cola, Meta, Chipotle, and more will report. And we will get a better read on how the economy is going as those earnings come in this week. And uh, I am particularly interested in Alphabet and Microsoft because of the whole chat GPT and BARD competition. Chat GPT is the name of the AI app that Microsoft has. And Alphabet has one called BARD. And Microsoft jumped out to an early lead on the AI craze. And Alphabet has reestablished itself and closed the gap. So we will see when the earnings are released. Microsoft also making the Activision purchase, which was approved by the feds this past week. So both companies on a roll. So I'm interested to see how their earnings come out. I have a position in Alphabet. Barbenheimer movie mania kicks off this past weekend. And somehow I've managed to go on this podcast without discussing the Barbie craze. But the Barbie movie is is out. So is another very important movie, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, which chronicles the dawn of the nuclear age and the development of the first atomic bomb. It is chronicling the life of Oppenheimer, who was the lead scientist that the government put in charge of developing the atomic project. Oppenheimer is expected to generate about $50 million in sales this past weekend. Barbie, the expected opening weekend sales are closer to $100 million. Bloomberg is already out saying the movie is excellent and surprisingly cerebral. AMC, who is the company with the largest share of U.S. movie theaters in the country, says that they have not yet recovered since the pandemic. Its quarterly revenue peaked at $1.5 billion in the summer of 2019, and sales are about a third lower today. But with Barbie and Oppenheimer coming out and the slate of big movie releases this summer, that has helped bring AMC's and other theater chains sales back somewhat. So I wanted to share about movie ticket sales. Ultimately, the partial return to movie theaters reflects a normalization of the post-pandemic world. Services such as watching movies and theaters are playing an increasingly larger role in the economy compared with the pandemic-era surge in spending on goods, as many opted to shop on Amazon when travel was restricted. Hundreds of thousands of filmgoers are expected to do nearly five-hour doubleheader, watching both movies, Barbie and Oppenheimer, on the same day or on the same weekend. Movie theater audiences are structurally smaller. Theaters are responding by leaning into big-ticket concessions like cocktails, One cinema chain is selling a bourbon cocktail tied to Oppenheimer, 
and a Barbie-themed tequila drink called Think Pink. Cocktails and other premium concessions like merch or popcorn boxes with Barbie doll packaging reflect theaters' efforts to make more money from existing customers since they cannot rely on the same sales volumes as before the COVID pandemic. One movie theater executive said it's no secret that theaters generate most of their profit from the selling of concessions. So the more innovative concession items you can sell to guests, the more profitable the theater business will be. And so have you switched from Twitter to threads? You heard me kick off the show is threads a dud. Here's what's behind that comment after Meta's Promising kickoff of the Threads application, data shows user engagement after the initial adoption has dropped 70% as Meta, that's Facebook's corporate name, I'm sure you know that, Meta executives focus on reviving the app's momentum. Meta is reviewing its strategy and focusing on developing new features to address the challenge. Daily active users have dropped for two consecutive weeks reaching 13 million user engagement on iOS and Android apps has taken a hit with the average time spent decreasing from 19 minutes to just four. And that could be people waiting for their friends to adopt it or trying to find people to connect with could be, I have a huge investment of time and labor in Twitter. I don't see myself I, I I don't even do Instagram or TikTok. It's just so much of a time eater. And my time is spent on Twitter, Facebook. I still haven't even reestablished my LinkedIn profile since I got hacked. So I'm not going to invest a lot of initial time into threads. Probably won't even adopt it at all. Twitter's daily active users are holding steady at approximately 200 million, spending an average of 30 minutes daily on the platform. Meta executives are not worried about the significant decline. They anticipated a decrease in user engagement after the initial surge, which saw over 100 million signups within a week of its launch. In the meantime, they're focused on enhancing the experience before pursuing monetization efforts. It's clear by the drop-off that people are seeing they can't do as much and there are certain things they want to be able to do that perhaps they can do on other apps, said one social media and digital strategy expert. Launching a new product is like exploring an unknown world, regardless of the research and preparation in advance. But Zuckerberg and the rest of the meta team know that reality well, and they're as good as anyone at failing quickly and making adoption and adaption. On that point, Threads has more time to succeed than other new social media platforms. Being bankrolled by one of the world's most profitable tech giants is a tremendous advantage. Meta definitely has the patience, they have the money, and they have the engineering talent, said one analyst. Though it's early for Threads, it has taken strides to differentiate from Twitter. It positions itself as a platform with distincted ethos steering clear of politics and hard news can thread carve out its own success your guess is as good as mine i think some of threads advancement and twitter's hit is because of politics and it is because of elon musk but i think that initial hit now is pretty much over 
And we will see how Zuckerberg and the Meta team respond with Threads. But that's got to be tough. You're basically launching something that already has something that's established. And yeah, you've got the you've got the resources to sustain it for a while. And is that just Zuckerberg striking at Musk or is he really trying to make a go of a new platform? I don't know. You don't know. But it's interesting. If you are having success on it and you like threads, you can write to me. I'd love to hear from you at info at clearvisiondevelopment.com. That's the email address for this program. Info, I-N-F-O, at clearvisiondevelopment.com. Tell me what you think about the Threads application. I'd love to hear from you. All right, we've been covering the Leadership Dashboard, which is a tool I use, and I've been, without giving you the tool, I've been covering the guts of the tool or what is involved in the tool to tell you, and you can look in our archive and see previous episodes to review. If you've missed it up until now, you can review the initial parts of the tool that I've covered. And we're up to this part now where we're going to be talking about specific goals and initiatives that the client may be involved in. And you can make your own leadership dashboard in your journal or in your notebook that you carry with you. The important thing is to have a focusing tool that brings you back to focus in on what's most important. And that will enable you to disengage. You need to disengage from your work and your focus, give your mind a rest from all of this stuff, and having the confidence of knowing that you can jump right back in and be right at the focus point where you jumped out is a tremendous, it's a tremendous advantage that gives you the confidence to rest and take your mind off things. Because if you don't have a tool that allows you to do that, your underlying consciousness is going to be, don't forget about this. Now, when you come back to work, you got to remember to do this. You got to remember to do that. You don't want to forget this. If that's all documented in your tool, then you've got the confidence of that will be there when I re-engage. So I can take a day off. I can take two days off. I can go and do some brain candy, something I really enjoy, whether it's music or television or movies or time spent with another person or whatever it is. I can walk away from this knowing that it's all going to be here ready for me to re-engage when I get finished resting. So next in the tool is just a place to identify performance goals. And you want to have somewhere between three and five goals every single quarter. And for a lot of people, those goals are their annual goals and they have quarterly updates to just tell them they probably have broken the measurement system or the metrics out into quarterly measurements and metrics so they can tell how they are pacing as the year goes on. We just wrapped up second quarter and we're starting third quarter and we're almost a month into third quarter. And now is the time where you're really paying attention to how you're pacing toward your annual goal because December 31st is right around the corner. And most people don't measure it to December 31st. They measure it to around December 15th or whatever, because the holidays, people are hanging it up. 
and they're taking time off and they're spending time with their family and you want to come in early on your goals and accomplish them ahead of time. So you don't have to worry about it when you can enjoy a time of joy and all at Christmas time. So one of the things that helps that is you're for keeping track of it all year and you have a really good idea where you are in that process at any given time. And that's what the leadership dashboard does in the goal section. You have your top three to five performance goals. You have the priorities for those goals. You have the metrics for those goals and you have the meeting cadence, the amount of meetings, the time, the place, how much and how often you're going to meet with your team to talk about that particular goal. Also, we identify the key initiatives or projects that you have going on. So we just have four columns. One is called the project description, and we have five of these as well down the left-hand side. So we have four columns across and four columns down. And uh, down the left-hand side, we have one, two, three, four, and five for the number of projects. And in the first box, we have the project description. What is that project or initiative's name or description? What is the start and the end date for that project? How are you going to measure it? So we have a column for measure of success or metric that you're measuring. And then a description for you so that you can use this to constantly reinforce with your team how this project supports your vision and strategy. Every project you do needs to be connected to the vision for the organization and your strategic plan. And how this project supports that, you need to have a couple of notes over there so that you can constantly remind your team how the hard work they're doing on this project or initiative is supporting the overall mission, vision, and strategy of the organization. And then just in case if I'm working with a client, just in case I forget in our coaching session to ask when a new project or a new initiative comes up for discussion, you always have to ask this key question. What project or initiative will you cancel, postpone, or delegate in order to focus your attention on the projects that you've identified? So when you say yes to something, everything else gets a no. You can't be running 14 projects at once, right? So you've got to cancel, postpone, or delegate certain things so that you can focus your attention on the top five most important ones. We say yes to too much stuff, and then we get over-obligated, we get over-committed, and then we have commitment stress and commitment conflict because something is trying to get our attention and we've already overcommitted ourselves. That's very important to stay out of that. So those are the two I wanted to cover today, goals and projects and initiatives and how important it is to have those very well clarified in your leadership dashboard so that you can then disengage and go rest have fun, go play, enjoy your life, knowing that they will be there and documented and you'll be right back in the same place you were in when you left. 
And that is incredible peace of mind, which is so important because on your days off and on your free days, I don't want you thinking about work. I don't want you to be taking binders with you on vacation. I don't want you to be taking notebooks with you on vacation. I don't want you to be thinking about this stuff while you're supposed to be disengaged. And the way to do that is to be incredibly organized and to be incredibly documented and have this all in your leadership dashboard so that you can pick right up where you left off when you come back and you're all fresh and you're all rested and you're all re-energized. And that is a very important, strong key to success. All right, everybody, that's our show for this week. You can follow me on Twitter at Tony Richards 4. Go on over to my website, clearvisiondevelopment.com. It tells you a lot about what I do in my coaching sessions with CEOs and executive teams and also high potential employees. You can also visit our resources page at clearvisiondevelopment.com. It has all our archives and episodes of Better Than Before. It's pretty amazing when I have guests on the show, how many times they tell me that they have been to the website and listened to a few of my shows in preparation to be on as a guest. And that is an incredible compliment to me and also a very incredible compliment to our producer, Tessa Hall who makes us sound so good every single week. Hey, listen, I really enjoy being with you every week. Thank you for downloading. Please smash the subscribe button or the like button or however you get podcasts. If you wouldn't mind giving me a strong rating or a strong recommendation, that helps me. That helps the show. We've been doing this for six years. And even after doing it that long, we still need your support. If we are adding value to you, you could help us out by subscribing, by liking, by giving us a high star rating. You do that. That would be a tremendous gift to us. Until we visit here again next week on the C-Suite Radio Network, I'm your host of Better Than Before, Tony Richards, reminding you that everything gets better when you get better. Thank you for listening to Better Than Before with Tony Richards, a business leaders podcast powered by Clear Vision Development Group. For more resources from Tony, visit clearvisiondevelopment.com. Join us next time for another episode of Better Than Before with Tony Richards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.